Hello there. Welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. I hope you're well. Monday, May the 10th, 2021. Thank you for hitting on the button. Hope you had a good weekend wherever in the world you are. Thank you to the sponsors of the podcast as ever. Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Maybe counterintuitive. Uh, with the wording on that promotion there, but entertainment brands, not just Bang Olufsen's wonderful equipment available at Bang Olufsen uh, Cheltenham through the company Serene AV Source, whatever bespoke entertainment system you're looking for, kind of big screens, home cinemas, the audio side, of course, well covered by Jason Briggs and his team. Check out Bang Olufsen Cheltenham's website and B&O underscore Cheltenham on Twitter and Instagram. Get in touch with the team and they'll offer you I guess, advice on whatever you're looking for in your home entertainment. And you may still be thinking more about that music and entertainment with uh, still kind of relatively homebound at the moment. Things opening up in the UK from May the 17th. So a week today, I believe the plan is for restaurants to open to indoor diners, which is fortunate as it's been a decent weekend on Sunday was quite good here in the UK, but it was uh, windy and wild on, on Saturday, still quite chilly. So I think some diners will, will like that option of being able to eat indoors and hopefully boost the, the businesses around where I live and, and where you live as well, because that's a, a concern too, isn't it? It's been a really tough year on all fronts. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to the, the podcast. As I say, thank you to Cytoplan for the association with the podcast. Cytoplan is a food-based supplement company house not far from here in the west of England. Uh, up, uh, Upton, no, it's not Upton. It's uh, Hanley Swan on the cusp of the Malvern Hills that sort of stand out jut out in Worcestershire uh, as you get towards Wales in the west of England. Still Herefordshire beyond Malvern, but gets into a more hilly kind of uh, terrain as you head west in this part of the country. And uh, we've been taking the supplements as a family for 20 plus years. My father, Dr. Mark Draper, who is primarily a GP practitioner, has also lectured in nutrition, specifically micronutrition, his area of interest. Hence why he's helped consult with Cytoplan on the ingredients of certain multivitamins, one that we take at the moment is Immune Complete, which was built upon a product they had called the Foundation Formula. Now, this, this will include your vitamin D3, vitamin D3, you may call it, crucial to, as more evidence comes to light, not only with coronavirus in mind, but just the, re the regular ailments and how we can be depleting that, particularly where the sun doesn't pack too much punch in, in countries like the UK and Northern Europe, Northern parts of the United States of America, Canada, so on and so forth. It would be a different picture, of course, but potentially in Australia if you spend a lot of time outdoors there or New Zealand where there is more sunlight or equatorial places like Africa or the Middle East. It may be different depending on how much exposure you get to the sun, how much clothing you wear. But certainly vitamin D3 is there, vitamin C, a whole raft of other things you may need and zinc and selenium as well, trace elements that my father believes are relatively deplete in UK soil and, and going ever more so with industrial farming and the heavy uh, toll on the soil and that's a big issue isn't it in, in health and nutrition so if you would like to look at the supplement range of cytoplan there's a discount available with the podcast the code is draper 10 r d-r-a-p-e-r all capital letters the numbers one zero and the capital letter r okay let's get on to the podcast cytoplan.co.uk is the website by the way c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n .co.uk. Right, let's get on to the podcast. Fascinating man I've known for a while. Uh, known him as a very young man as he burst onto the scene at London 2012. I was announcing at London Excel and the boxing there. Very fortunate and privileged to do so. Saw Anthony Joshua win the gold medal, Luke Campbell win the gold medal, Nicola Adams win the gold medal. But a man who fell short, captured the hearts of the nation in some senses, won a bronze medal. But Anthony Agogo had a, a really traumatic time 
he won that medal in spite of his mother suffering a brain hemorrhage six weeks before the Olympic Games. And she, her life was touch and go at the time. He wasn't able to train in the build-up any substantial way. Got an injury in the build-up too, but still rallied. I think he was going back to see his mum in hospital between bouts, trying to keep weight as well, of course, at the time. And he persevered, won that medal, then turned pro, was unbeaten for a long time, was also a celebrity in the sense that he appeared in commercials for international brands like Subway, he all Subway sandwiches, uh, not to give them a, a an unpaid promotion on the podcast, but I think we all know the, the sort of the, the reach of that. So he, he was included in that to give a sense of his profile. He's on Strictly Come Dancing, a big reality dancing show. I'm sure you have a, a variant of that, whatever country you're living in. Um, shouldn't use the word variant in the moment. It's loaded, isn't it? Uh, but nonetheless, he, he was part of the, the fabric of, of British culture to a certain extent and, and was on his way in boxing and then suffered some traumatic injuries, specifically to a fight called Craig Cunningham, which ended up his last one in October 2016, fractured an eye socket, subsequently revealed he's had severe eye damage. He's regrouped, had to retire from boxing, still in his early 30s, has now looked to reinvent himself in wrestling in a franchise called, a promotion called the AEW, All Elite Wrestling, I suppose a competitor potentially to WWE, and all the other the, the kind of American institutions of uh, entertainment wrestling. And he's got a, a character there. I think he's called the Governor, Antonio Gogo. His special move is a punch, but he's he's huge. He's put on 60, 70 pounds since I remember him as, you know, four or five stone as a boxer. And he's uh, he's looking the part. And it's good to see hear him just, I guess, finding another chapter after the dismay of not being able to follow that path to becoming a world champion, not being able to embrace it. But... Interest, interesting when we consider risk reward, he is still at significant risk with that eye injury. So it was a candid conversation at times, and, and he senses that you know he's putting his eyesight on the line. He's only got seventy eight percent vision in that left eye anyway. So intriguing that a lot of us maybe wouldn't take that risk, but he wants to, I suppose, have that sense of achievement of status that was denied him in the boxing ring because of injury. So I wish him the very best of luck and a very. Um, emotional and raw conversation at times appreciate Anthony Gogo you can watch highlights of this by the way on ITV4 his fights his matches I suppose you call them and uh, yeah a compelling and, and, and complicated character and uh, really fascinating to get his insight on lots of issues here he is uh, Olympic bronze medalist Anthony Ogogo very well you look very big how's it going thank thanks mate I feel well tomorrow after uh, last time we spoke I think I was in the midst of my my plights, I think the best way we can describe mm. it. And uh, no, I, feel, I feel like the polar opposite from as down as I was then. I'm not quite back up here yet, but I'm, I'm getting there. But I feel well. And uh, thanks for your your observations. Yeah, you look really well. We'll talk about all the muscle you've, you've put on in a second. But for boxing fans in the UK, they will be concerned about your health first and foremost. How are the eyes? Are you, are you feeling good? Is it, are you feeling sort of secure in what you're doing at the moment? Um, no, it's <laughs> short answer, if I can be very honest, no, I, I don't whatsoever, I think um, I'm essentially, I'm 78% blind in my left eye, so um, I can't do a great deal, I haven't got very good vision from the left side of my my, my field, that's why I can't box anymore, unfortunately, um, so I'm smiling because my friend is over there dancing in front of the window, thought, is this is serious sports, you're trying to be serious stuff. <laughs> But um, yeah, that really, yeah, that really powerful sadness. I'm nervous. No, seriously though, I am. I am 78% blind in my left eye, and it is uh, is is 
you know, it, it's, it's rubbish. You know, it's, mm. it's, it's not good. Um, there are a lot of things that I can't do in wrestling now. Um, but, you know, what's the alternative to sit on a sofa and sulk the rest of my life? I refuse to do that. And my eye is, has curtailed my one true love. My, 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 the first thing I ever loved in my entire life was, was boxing. Mm. And it took that away from me. I'm not letting this injury take away another chance to be happy and to be successful. So um, I'm cracking on. I'm going to make the best of it. And you know, I'm probably one big shot in my left eye from being totally blind in my left eye. Wow. Hopefully that shot will never come. Hopefully it will come in, in 10 years' time when I've had a great career in wrestling as well as a boxing career. So we'll see. But um, as you know, Ed, I'm a very positive person. I always try to look at the, the positive things rather than the negative things. <laughs> Well, mate, and that's inspiring. And, you know, I'm sorry to hear that you, you have got that limited vision still in the left eye, but fantastic that you are pursuing another career. Just on that note, with the wrestling, there is a, a narrative involved. that The other fighters told not to, to go around that eye, not to, to try and clothesline you in that eye. What's the, the, the no, thinking? No, um, I think it's up to me, whether it's boxing or wrestling or whatever, it's up to me not to get hit in the eye. It's up to me not to get hit in the eye back in 2016 when my eye blew up, you know, so... It was a mistake that I made once back then. Um, I won't be making a mistake again. I'll be checking the eye like my life depends on it. Because it does, my life doesn't depend on it, but I've been able to drive, depends mm. on it, been able to do certain things. With, 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 with the limited vision I have in my left eye, I can drive, I can do certain other things. So I have, I have slight, um, I'm gonna bore you guys with the information, but like I can get death perception. So yeah. I do know something six inches in front of me, I know it's roughly there between four and eight inches. I know it's there. With with one eye, with, with, with yeah, with one eye, you have no depth perception, so you don't know where things are in terms of space. So um, so yeah, so hopefully this eye will stay twelve or twenty two percent good. Um, yeah, so we'll just see. We'll we'll, we'll see. But um, you can see a three hundred pound guy jumping off the top rope onto you. Then can you? Is that yeah, three hundred pound big sweaty oily man. <laughs> I certainly can see. Um, yeah. How's it going? I've just seen I've just seen some great footage of you uh, with with a big W in the wrestling. It's a stomach punch that that won it though. How how's the whole process, the education going? Because you're in a, a developmental program in AEW, aren't you? Well, <laughs> I was. You I was. That's how I came in. Um, but I, I, I guess I'm doing really well. So I'm 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 in the deep end now. I'm like big things are happening with me, and I don't know if it's I don't know. It's, I'm not. I'm not the, the decision maker. I'm not Tony Khan, the, the president. Um, but listen, I've obviously impressed certain people with what I've been able to do. Um, my whole aura, my whole gimmick, as we say in wrestling. Um, but rather than gimmick, it's more of an aura. Like I've just taken, like the determination, the desire, the, the the tenacity I had in boxing. I've just repackaged that and now doing it in wrestling. So. Yeah, I'm I'm on the cusp of some big, big things. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw, but last night I beat up Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is so I think I think it's fair to say Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho are the two biggest stars in AEW. Mm. I beat up Cody Rhodes three times now. One body <laughs> shot, boom, left him in my in left him in a pile uh, in in a pile in a heap in the middle of the ring three times. So um, so yeah, so I'm listening. I've I haven't come here to, uh, again, going back to the eye, my eyes are ticking time bomb. I'm very aware of that. Uh, mm. One big shot, one kick, one punch, one elbow, one knee to my eye, then my career is done. That could happen next week. God forbid it doesn't. It could happen in 10 years' time bomb. I'm on a, t I'm on a ticking time bomb. So 
I want to be successful as quick as possible because I don't know I don't know how long my career is going to last for. So I've come in straight at the deep end and I'm coming for the big gun and I've come after Cody Worlds apparently. Well, that's fantastic. Your signature move I've seen is, is the punch. Do you see it developing that way or do you think that you're going to um, do, I don't know, anything anything different? You've got the clothesline you're working on or the people's yeah, we'll elbow see. or whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, it's like being, it's like dating a girl. <laughs> you take her back to for the first night. You don't show all your moves at the beginning. <laughs> you know, yeah. you've, got, you've got to like, you know, spread it out slowly and keep them interested. Um, I think, but listen, I was a boxer for 18 years and I was a bloody good one. And I 100% would have won the gold medal at the Olympics, had all these bad things happen to me and my family in the, on the eve of it. And I would have won the world title as a pro, many world titles as a pro, and not had not hurt my eye. So I'm a very good boxer. As a middleweight, I weighed 160 pounds. And as you mentioned, I used to lose up to two stone every fight. Ooh. I was like a skinny, I was like a gone little skinny skeleton. Yeah. Whereas now I'm 230 pounds, I'm over 16 stone, heavyweight power, middleweight speed. Um, so when I punch people now, I really hurt them. Mm. Back in the day, I hurt them. But now I really, really hurt them. And as I said, Cody Rose can testify to that. Three times I left him in a heap in the middle of my ring. How did, how did you put the weight on? What did you go about? Was it personal trainer that you did it with? Nutrition, the whole, the whole thing? Because that's a lot of weight, is it? 70 pounds. I know from your fighting weight, obviously not from your walking yeah. around weight. Exactly, exactly. Like, that's it. So I used to walk around about 190 pounds. I used to walk around about 13 and a bit stone. Yeah, yeah. Boxing 11.6. So, as listen, the thing is, like, you look at people like Ricky Hatton, you look at any any boxer, Joe Kazagi, any boxer that's to make weight for their entire career, look at them three years after they've, they've retired and look what they look like, how much weight they put on. So I killed myself from 12 years old. The retirement at 30 years old, I killed myself day in, day out, 24-7 diet to make weight. Like, I've now got into something where complete opposite. I want to get big. I never lifted weights before, so I was always such a big middleweight. I couldn't afford to put any weight on. So now, when I started to become a wrestler, I did the opposite. No cardio and just lift. Lifted like a machine. Um, and I've put on less weight than George Grove has put on since he... Mm. Uh, retired, less <laughs> Raven Joe Kazagi, but the weight I put on it, yeah, they just kind of like to be fair, those three guys, those three guys became world champions, those three guys like achieved their dreams and then drank beer and ate food, you know. <laughs> and the thing about me, because of my eye injury, I never got to that level, I never really achieved yeah. my true dreams, so I had all this ambition left in me. I'll just repackage that ambition and now channel it in the Western thing. So I train, like you can ask Luke Campbell, Annie Joshua, any person who trained with me on the Great Britain team. Anybody says oh, they trained harder than me, then they're liars. <laughs> I trained so hard. And I've just taken that same drive and desire into this now. Rather than doing cardio, rather than running 15 miles a week on top of training in the boxing gym six days a week, I'm now in the gym lifting weights six days a week and throwing those big 300 pound heavy fat sweaty men around you know and <laughs> you're gonna get strong lifting big hat smelly hairy yeah yeah men. How, how, what, what's the key with the just interesting because i did sports science at uni with the rep when you put on weight is it low rep or is it high rep when you do when oh low rep? high reps yeah. six times a day what's the, the protocol it's it's loads of brown rice loads of chicken loads of fish until like it, it's really weird because when i was a boxer 100 million percent um and again i mentioned those names ricky oh go and ask ricky Hatton. go and ask george groves you're training your ass off three times a day long sessions 
on what a bowl of porridge and a protein shake. Yeah. Like when I was when I was really cutting for middleweight to make that eleven stone six weight limit, seventy two point five kilos. I'd have um, I train three hours in the morning. I would um, have uh, a bowl of porridge and a banana. Be in a boxing gym for three hours and a protein shake, and that was it. Wow. And 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 when I say train, it's like I'm sparring. I'm getting punched mm. in the head. I'm sweating. My, my tits off in, in those sessions and to do that you've got to be really extremely disciplined you know that's why when you see fighters like weigh in half the celebration is making the weight Ricky Hatton told me once he said he said towards the end of his career the fight was was the irrelevant bit like his true battles with the scales yeah um, so it's really it's really weird mindset that us boxers get into and it's really unhealthy but that discipline required is is to the nth degree now to put weight on the way I've done that 100% clean all natural they use that same discipline but now you've got to eat loads so at first people are like oh it must be nice to be able to eat all the time now and then that, that lasts for like two weeks but then it's hard like I feel sick like, I don't want to eat anymore like, I feel sick it's, it's not a nice feeling like like gorging yourself full of food. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, to be to be the best at something, you got to do what others won't do, and others won't stick to discipline. Where it comes to losing weight or putting weight on the correct way. Um, so, yeah, working hard, and um, hopefully my hard work will pay off soon. Yeah, well, I'm sure it will. If you got a hero from a childhood, did you watch a lot of wrestling? I remember The Rock growing yeah. up, Stone Cold Steve Austin, people like that. Is there anyone that you you looked up to? Yeah, I was a huge wrestling fan. Um, my favourites uh, were The Rock, who was just so cool. Yeah. And I love The Undertaker as well. Uh, Kurt Angle. Mm. Kurt Angle. Love Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho is here in AEW. And one day it'll be a dream to wrestle Chris Jericho in front of a full arena. Uh, he was our first world champion as well. He was the first AEW world champion. And mm. he's still so good. He's 50 years old. He's still so good. I see in the stands and marvel at the way he moves and his showmanship. Um, because to be good, to be a good wrestler, it's more than just being big and strong. You've got to have like true showmanship. You know? mm. When I describe wrestling to people, they don't really get it. It is the coming together of boxing or UFC and theatre. It's that it's it's, it's, it's the perfect you know, coming together of two like amazing art forms. Um, and that's what wrestling is. But you're being pictured as the bad guy, aren't you? The heel, the Americans say, is that right? Yeah, they say that, but they say that because they're all stupid Yanks. <laughs> dual, dual divvy Americans. And I mean that. Like, I'm a bad guy because of what? Because because I'm British. Because I walk out of my British flag, the Union Jack over my shoulder. <laughs> I come out, day one, Union Jack, and they boo me. So screw them. If they want to boo yeah. me, then boo. If they want to boo me, then I will give them something to boo. But I'm not a bad guy. Yeah. I walk out, I'm, I'm, I work hard. I'm confident in my ability and I say that um, I'm relatively outspoken but that's because I'm outspoken because of all the setbacks I've suffered in my life like many other people would have would have quit way before me many other people now in my position have achieved some, some success would be in the pub watching watching Billy Joe Saunders fight Canelo this weekend mm -hmm. and say that should have been me and be bitter and be, and be vengeful uh, that's what most people would do but mm. I'll been to the very bottom I've picked myself up I've come to where I want to be now and I'm working hard and because I have that belief in myself because I've bounced back from such adversity people think that's arrogance or whatever but um, I, I don't think I'm a bad guy I'm just British I'm proud 
I've taken umbrage of certain people here in AW, one being Cody Rhodes. And if they want to mean me to be, to be the bad guy, then I'll give them a bad guy. But um, <laughs> when, I, when I come back to the UK, I expect to come back to some of you as welcome. Um, so I don't think I'm a bad guy. I don't, I don't think you're a bad guy, knowing you through the, the years as well. Is there, what is the, the, the secret AEW? Because at WWE, they, they publicly came out and said it, it, there is a scripting element, there are writers there. How does that work with you and that process at AEW? Is there someone telling you a plot? There's, or there's no way. So in WWE, you have sports entertainers, right? And they're given scripts and they say what they're told to say and they do what they're told to do. In AEW, we've got some of the best athletes in the world, some of the best we're, we're, we're professional wrestlers, not sports entertainers. Hmm. Nobody has ever told me what to say when I've been on TV. I say hmm. what I want to say. I tell the stories in the ring and outside the ring that I want to tell the stories. There's the stories that I want to tell. Um, and we, people ask me, like, oh, is it is it WWE? And I, I vehemently say, no. So you'll get this because you, you know sport and you know darts. And the, the Americans don't get this when I say this because they're, they're all <laughs> stupid idiots. I'm saying. But what, what, what AEW is, so obviously in darts, for years, for decades, we had the BDO. Right, mm-hmm. The BDO, and they were BDO. Yeah. And then, early mid nineties, you had full full power Taylor. And some top, top, top. But I don't. I'm not the. I like darts. I like the Christmas time, New Year's Eve. I don't know it like like yeah. that well. Yeah. The PDC. Know, the PDC. Yeah. Yeah. And they left and done the PDC. Right? Mm. And the beginning, the BDO had the tradition, the history, and everyone loved the BDO. And then and then some of the top, top guys left and thought, hang on, we're going to make this better. We're going to make this more kind more 21st century before the 21st century was in. And now when you think of darts, you think of Thor the Power Tate, you think of, you think of Van, Van Barnevert, you think of Van Gerwen, you think of Sky, you think of darts, you think of Christmas time, you think of beers, you think of one in their Holland t-shirts and fancy dress. That's what PDC took over the BDO with the, and made it way better. That's what AEW is to me. WWE is this institution that got 50 years of history. But they became a bit stale. Yeah. And did what they did and did and did. Four wrestlers, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Nick and, Nick and Matt Jackson, four of the best wrestlers in the world. They left their, their promotions where they were at and they joined together with Tony Khan, who's an, who's an absolute genius. He owns Fulham Football Club. Yeah. Him and his family own the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tony Khan is a genius. Tony Khan, the Bucks, Kenny, uh, Cody came together and created AEW. And we are by a country mile putting on the best wrestling in the world, without a shadow of a doubt. Mm. Last night was, um, was blood and guts, an unbelievable spectacle. I sat there thinking, this is, this is, this is, I'm part of this, this is manic, this is just manic. <laughs> um, I was involved, I, I punched Cody again, as I've said three times yeah. now. I punched him three times. Three times I've done Cody. We can do a better son. You're not pulling that, are you? Um, You're not pulling that punch either, no. pretty, no. No, mate. I'm pulling it. No. Look, look, like look, yeah, yeah. He's a stupid yank. I smashed him. I, so I, no, I, I, I was annoyed. So I, I didn't. I was annoyed because I mean, I, I left it in. Proper left it in. But my foot was was in the air slightly. So I was, I was on the move. Had my foot have been planted, he eventually got up about five minutes later. We got up. Had my foot not been planted, he'd still be there now in that ring now, <laughs> crying his eyes out like a yeah. baby. I can't so, imagine anyone uh, telling time. you. I can't imagine anyone telling you you've got a loser match. That's what I can't imagine someone saying to you. You know, they talk about it being yeah. scripted, but yeah. Yeah. it'd be tough, wouldn't it? 
for you to take that if someone said to you? I'll, I think someone will do well telling me to lose anything. That uh, that um, they do well telling me to do anything. To be honest with you. But yeah. as I said, we're not we're not WWE. We don't we don't we don't script things like they do. Ours is way more organic, and that's why the fans love it. Mm. Um, so you know, it's just we 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 breath of fresh. We, as I said, we are. PDC, we got a PDC compared to the BDO, and now, as I said, the BDO, like you know, they're and unfortunately, the BDO, they're going yeah, to yeah, yeah, poor BDO, yeah, yeah, they're going in January, and you watch what PDC, right? Boom, Van Gogh, and boom, 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 um, the guy with the snake, snake, there, snake, snake man, Peter boom, right, yeah, Peter White, yeah. boom, boom, yeah, 180, 140, 100. <laughs> you, and that's like that's like December and January, then when the BDO starts in February, you watch them go boom. Boom, boom, 26. Yeah. Like, it's like the standard is that is that that different. And the same with us. Like we, we are putting on the best wrestling in the world by a country mile. That, that relationship with wrestling and boxing has been there. You're doing it properly, but obviously Floyd Mayweather's appeared in wrestling events. And mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali was inspired by a wrestler, wasn't he? Some, some guy called George yeah. or something in terms of his act. Gorgeous. And, yeah. Gorgeous George. Yeah. Muhammad Ali, the greatest showman of all. Muhammad Ali, back in the 60s and 70s, is what people try to be like now, you know, mm. like 60 years on. Imagine that, like 60 years on, we're still trying to emulate what he did back then, um, like the Conor McGregor's and stuff, the, the, the Mayweather's, like they're doing the Ali shtick from back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, Ali got his whole gimmick, his aura from a man called Gorgeous George, who was a wrestler back in the 40s and 50s. Um, yeah, so I think, I, I think it's going to be, so like you said, like Tyson's done a bit and Mayweather did a bit. They were like, um, they came in and had a little, had a little, they, they dipped their toe in, mm. then went back to what they're, they're used to because wrestling is bloody hard. Whereas I've, I've got no choice. I can't, I can't fight anymore like a boxer. So I've got no choice but to throw my whole body in the water. Like this is me. This is a vocation for me now. This is my, this is a career for me. And I want to, I want to achieve all the things in wrestling that I didn't achieve in boxing through yeah. eye injuries and through this, that, and the other. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's great because it's, it's the showmanship of it all is amazing. I, I really enjoy it. Like, yeah. I said, like I mentioned, there's the coming together of sport, like true sport. Like, like, like a fight is a true sport. It's, you got to use your, your brawns and your brain to win a match. And theatre, I love going to the West End and watching anything, The Lion King, <laughs> anything, right? Wicked. <laughs> and it's, it's the coming together of that. You know, you're telling stories in the ring with your bodies, with your brains, and you're trying, you're getting that emotional response from, from um, so I'm a bad sorry off subject I'm a bad guy right yeah for the fourth time I beat up Cody last night <laughs> this morning in my DMs and Instagram I got a horrible 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 vitriolic message from some stupid yank bastard that told really? me to go and get cancer and die really this is a big issue in England at the moment online hate isn't it we're talking about it a lot over here at the moment ba- yeah, people it's, and, yeah yeah it's, it's, it's disgusting because it's faceless arsehole and it's so specific. You get cancer and die. My best friend died of cancer last last year, and um, it's horrible, horrible. But what I'm saying is, that's like they get people are so emotionally involved in what we do that people will say the most nasty stuff. Like in football, back home, mm. you know, people will get racist abuse because they're 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 they're, they're cowards you know, hiding behind keyboards saying nasty mean things. And I haven't responded to him yet, but I will. So listen, you know I train. It's it's, it's I've come to where I train. <laughs> Say that to my face. Come to our train, get in the ring with me, sign the waiver, 
and I will punch you from pillar to post. Do, do, you, think the then, platform, um, do you think the platform should stop that? Or do you think it's something... Because there's talk... We had a boycott in football over the weekend. People were off social yeah. media trying to get Facebook and Twitter to take action and, and change the algorithm. Mm. So the abuse is, I guess, snuffed out before it starts. I don't know. What, what's your take on that? I mean, it's the most simple thing in the world. I don't know why these, these, these multi-million, billion-pound companies aren't, aren't doing it simple. To register with an account... You, you put in some form of ID, where, who, you, who you are, where you live. You cannot get an account otherwise. That way you get all those horrible fake accounts that are being mean to people. They, they just go, but you put in your name, your address, your bank details. If you want an Instagram account or a Facebook account, that's what you've got to do. So if you are a racist piece of rubbish to somebody, then you, you get arrested. Well, people know where you live. You get beaten up. <laughs> and that will soon stop. People will soon stop because... If, if, if somebody said to me, you know, you would come to me in the street and racist me, they'd either get a quick broken jaw or they get arrested and then they would stop. So on online, hey, people do it from the comfort of their own homes, be nasty and mean, knowing that the repercussions, they're not going to get any. And it's, it's, it's just cowardice to the nth degree. And I think they should, like, and it's, they, they could easily stop it. They could easily stop it. They could easily stop it. And as soon as you like, bring the hammer down, uh, once or twice hard, people will soon stop, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's disgusting. And the racist abuse people like I've had in the past, people like Ian White gets on a daily basis, is horrific. Yeah. Um, and they deserve to have the, the books run out. Well, yeah, I really hope that gets resolved and we're all kind of on social media, but I think it's better that it's a, a polite conversation. And, and to, on a positive note, just bringing it all together, I, when I first got the note about you being a, a wrestler, I was I was a little bit surprised. But then when I think about it, I think about not only your boxing skill, but your all-round athleticism. You played football, of course, I know, to a, a decent level as well. You've, you've been involved in the game and you've had the showmanship with Strictly Come Dancing as well. It almost like there are ingredients that make sense with you, isn't it? Is that how it feels for you that the, the, the past experiences are all coming together now? Massively, massively. It really does. Like, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to become world champ in, in the boxing ring. And as I mentioned earlier, it, it, it does. It, it breaks my heart. It really does. That, like, Billy Joe Saunders is fighting Canelo tonight or this weekend for the mm. world title. Should have been me. Cannon Smith became like undisputed world middleweight, uh, middleweight champion, super middleweight champion. Um, and on the boxing, on the Great Britain boxing team, he's my reserve boxer. He's my number two. So it does, but Rocky Fielden won the world title, mate. Don't even get me started. <laughs> However, like fair play to them, but those guys may, uh, achieved their dreams and, I'm, and I'm, I am happy for them. But I'll, I, I do get waves of bitterness like come over me sometimes because I should have done that. Uh, could have, would have, should have been me, but it wasn't. Yeah. And as I said earlier, what am I going to do? Sulk about it, be in the pub and, and, and look for the answer at the bottom of a pint every night? Or do I get up off the floor, metaphorically, and make so cheesy the rest of my life the best of my life and do something that I want to do you know and and this is something I've always wanted to do I genuinely have been a wrestling fan my entire life and I don't want to say it's like I don't even want to say it's the next best thing because I don't want to mm. I don't want to kind of like you know um, for something yeah yeah exactly but it really is the next bit if I can't if I can't fight if I cannot be a boxer anymore I'm legally not allowed to get in the ring anymore and fight the next best thing I can do, next best thing that ticks all the boxes for me is professional wrestling. And, and thankfully, it, every box, every boxer is for boxing, this ticks it. But the great thing about, about wrestling for me is it, it ticks extra boxes that boxing couldn't tick. Like, mm. I was unlucky with injuries as, as a pro, as you know. 
even if you're not, even if you're you're Luke Campbell, you fight twice a year, right? Yeah. I get to wrestle every single week and get to hear the pop of that crowd every single week and get the feelings every single week, you know? That's amazing. That's I mean, you get pay-per-views four times a year, the big, big, big ones, you know? That's that's amazing. That's, uh, and also, like, the showmanship. Like, when you're, when you're dehydrated at a press conference and your mouth is so dry mm-hmm. and you haven't eaten in days and you see your opponent and you genuinely feel like if you get any altercation, if he pushes you, you're going to fall over because you're weak as a kitten because you spent half an hour in a sauna that morning, you know? You can't really be a showman because you are, you feel as weak as a kitten. Whereas in wrestling, I'm always big, I'm always fit, I'm always strong. It is the true showman, like the showmanship. It's the mm. industry where you can be, you know, you can be the athlete, you can be the showman. It's, it embodies everything that I like in, in life. So, um, uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like I am now finally, after a few tough years, I am now where I belong. Well, mate, you've had you've had some tough years. You've, you've had some miraculous things. I know it's it's frustrating. You haven't gone on to be a boxing world champion. And I was there at London Excel when you were fighting great personal adversity to get that bronze medal. I was working as an announcer, and it was amazing to see that. And I think remember that all the things you've achieved that, that most people on their couch, as you say, you know, we'd love to have achieved half of it. And I think it's great that you found another chapter, mate. You're looking uh, absolutely huge. You have to we'll have to get you into Sky when you come in next. I'll get you a bigger hundred percent. But it's definitely, um, definitely. But it's been it's been a real treat, Anthony. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for my. Thank you for your, for, for the interview, Ed. I really appreciate it. Yeah, just to get a sense of the transformation, which came through on a Zoom call, but you can see on more kind of roundedly on YouTube or wherever you go and ITV for the highlights for AEW wrestling franchise, which is owned as as Anthony said in that interview by the Khan family, who own Fulham Football Club in the UK and the American Football team the jacksonville jaguars as well just to get a sense of his proportions now of where he was you can see some boxing pictures where he did look drained he's six feet pretty much and 160 pounds is, is tough 11 stone six in english money and um 11 stone six pounds so it's it's amazing where he's, he's come he's really beefed up and uh, looks a, a different person twice the man he used to be i wish him the best of luck a very i think he's still working things out clearly and and calculating the risk with that injury and I hope to goodness he's, he retains some vision in there and he's able to drive and have normality with that depth perception. But it's interesting what some of these people will risk. And I think that's, you know, as I'm going to speak to Tris Dixon this month, former editor of Boxing News, about his latest book, Damage, about the long-term, unequivocal, empirical consequences of receiving blows to the head. Anthony, obviously, eye injury, but mainly he's talking about brain injuries, I believe, in his book, Damage. I've got a copy of that on a PDF I need to read before the interview. And part of me doesn't want to because you you get so much joy and, and, and satisfaction. And I've been employed covering these sports, but there's a serious consequences to people's health. But, you know, there's a different characters, warriors who who will say that it gives them more than it takes. And Anthony's still pursuing that in a sense, in, in albeit a not purely competitive sport. There's a sort of a scripting that goes done even if it's not literal in the sense of AEW says it's done organically but he's uh, he's clearly wanting to, to to get something out of the basement as they say in those sports so I find that really candid is a different breed I think a lot of fighters so yeah powerful stuff from him thank you for listening to the podcast I hope you enjoyed it please rate it on iTunes if you did and uh, whatever platform you're listening to because it's on multiple platforms including Spotify and thank you to the sponsors as ever Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations Bang Olufsen Cheltenham House in the courtyard in Montpellier around the corner 
from me, Jason Briggs and his team, good people, stop by offer some advice as now the store's open check out the website and offer some advice ask for some advice they'll give you it they'll be happy to entertain any inquiries and mention the podcast if you if you do speak to him as well that'd be fantastic and um also uh if you'd like to get in touch around cytoplan if you want some supplements food-based supplements whatever you're looking for whether it's holistic all-round multivitamin vitamin or whether it's something specific they've got a whole raft of, of options on their website cytoplan.co.uk c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n.co.uk and our health and well-being is very much on the agenda at the moment isn't it it's about just living well there's no guarantees of how long we've got longevity is a plus clearly but i think the whole last year or so is is kind of sharpened a focus on how we are and being in the best condition when things throws stuff at us whether it's viruses or injuries or whatever it may be um so the discount code is draper10r at cytoplan.co.uk d-r-a-p-e-r all capital letters the numbers one zero and the capital letter r i believe it's 30 percent off initial purchase 10 percent thereafter and i hope you are well if you'd like to follow and get in touch uh, with me ed draper 81 on twitter ed draper ed underscore draper 81 i believe on instagram don't expect too many selfies there but hopefully a few uh, interesting tidbits about interviews i have and little videos on there that you may find interesting or not you know <laughs> interesting topic social media i was chatting to a guy at the school gates today dropping my little girl off about that and how we have to try and focus and be productive and it sometimes the the internet can be a mass weapon a mass distraction can't it um, but yeah, I appreciate I hope this podcast has been valuable to you and is generally, and I appreciate you listening to it. Thank you guys. Have a good week. Bye for now.